to be a successful entrepreneur, you have to like challenges and trying to overcome the challenges. Because if you don't like that, then I'm going to tell you right now, don't be an entrepreneur. You're listening to Just Keep Living. The Glasshouse conversation where there are no stones thrown. This podcast is a judgment-free zone for free thinkers who value personal growth and mental health. We're all about inspiring and empowering others. All while creating safe spaces to have difficult conversations. Join us every week as we have fun, get vulnerable, and go deep. Answer each other's questions on a range of topics from sex to religion. And everything in between. And we do mean everything. We're just trying to figure it out. Like Rennie always said, just keep living. Welcome to the show. Y'all, welcome back to another week of Just Keep Living. We have a special guest. Woo-hoo. Woo! You on the board. Oh, yes, Where's the yes. cheering? Da, 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 da. Uh. Thank you. <laughs> y'all, Parshell's going to be joining us in a little bit. Y'all know Parshell usually operates the board, but um, Shauna said she was in training, what, a few episodes yeah, ago? And yeah. I, I see her working over here. Lord, Lord help us. Lord help us on the board. We'll see. Yes. Well, this is Jenna. This is Joe. And it's Shauna. Yeah. And Master P going to be joining oh, us. Oh, Master P the, right oh, here. She Did just walks up. Bring the mic. The mic. Oh, oh she got to get the mic. There you go, P. <laughs> <laughs> I Perfect know, right? timing. Perfect timing. Woohoo. Well, so, thank you for joining us, Brad. I'm glad to be here. Good. This is, yeah, Joe, this how you it. know Brad? That's the connect. So I'll introduce him. Okay. So I'll, I'll read his bio and then I'll show you how I know him. So this is Brad Bromlow. He's from Panama City, Florida. He graduated from the University of Florida with an electrical engineering degree. He joined the Navy and did nuclear power on submarines. That's where I met him at. Mm-hmm. And he left the Navy for the corporate world and left the corporate world for entrepreneurship. Six years and three businesses later, he's happy with all these decisions that he has made. So, okay, Brad, pop your collar, Brad. I know, talk right? your shit. <laughs> hey, hey, look at him. So, I oh, there we go. You put a wave there. Um, <laughs> I know, I know, Brad. When I like on the sub, he took care of me more than what, what uh, people don't know. So, like I said, when I joined the Navy, I had lost. I had lost a lot of. Uh, Money, we had lost everything, and so every time we we would come in, um, he would he would always take me into his wing. I don't even know how we like. I think we were lifting weights. Yeah, I think it it started um, because we'd just be working out underway. Like you were the only big dude besides me, you know. So and we and big dudes got to stick together. Stick so. together, and he and, and he he took care. He really took care of me, man. When we'd go out, like I said, he at that time we couldn't. I really couldn't afford to go out and spend any money because at that time I would be taking money out of, out of my wife's. And kids' mouths because they, we just didn't have any. So he would always, you know, help me out and take care of me on port visits. And then the biggest thing is I had it was remember I was qualifying. I was qualifying extremely fast to get you my my dolphins, my pin for the sub to be qualified to work. And he um, turn your mic off. Yes. There we go. You're struggling over there. Um, but so what happened was I started getting a lot of backlash from all the, the captain, everybody was like, how are you qualifying so fast? I don't know what it was, man. I don't know if it was a, if they didn't like me or, or, or what it was, they were really giving me a hard time. And is it possible? I mean, Brad, how many black people you see in a submarine? (laughs) 
No, no, there's 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 a very diverse group in the military. It really is very diverse. The truth is, Joe's a very likable person, and I think he was qualifying very quickly. And people don't like it when. Um, you know, there's a standard, maybe a norm, like, you know, Hey, babies don't walk until they're a year old and your baby start walking at nine months old. And they're like, what, what you doing with that? Like, how's that baby walking so fast? You know, like what you feeding that baby, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, and so Joe was just doing really well. And, and there was, uh, you know, you know, some people were like, well, he was just getting things signed off that he wasn't actually doing. Or, oh, cheating you know, the system. You know, they thought you was cheating. Yeah, like cheating. The, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, because he's a very likable person. So people higher up are like, how is this guy moving so quick? So I will say like his call board that it sits on it, normally it's, you know, an officer um, and then like a first class and then like a chief sitting on the, the call board. And he actually had like the chief of the boat, which is like the chief of all the chiefs on his oh. call board because mm-hmm. – there was like, you know, rumor that he didn't know his stuff and, you know, he, that, so they were like, well, we'll bring on the head chief. And that way, if he passes, then mm-hmm. nobody can really give him any flack. Yeah. Right. It would be like, it'd be like the CEO <laughs> of the company sitting in on like an interview, you know, and if like, oh, if the CEO buys off on this, everybody's got to buy off on mm-hmm. this. And that's kind of the, that's what it was, but like, he, he did it. He did it. So. <laughs> and How I, long have y'all been friends? Man, what, what year? Well, that would have been like that would have been like twenty thirteen or so. Yeah, so eight I, years. Almost, yeah, y'all gonna be yeah. ten year anniversary. Yeah, wow, years. it's a bro love. Yeah, it, <laughs> it really is. So I, I I appreciate I appreciate him so much. Um, just through not only just through that, but he's given me like more than money can buy. He's a friend that always comes in and tells you, you know, knowledge of how he's been through it. I've I've seen it with my own eyes. Some come from you know being an you know officer in the navy, which I am now, which he helped me to get to go into entrepreneurship, which mm-hmm. you don't really see that path happen. A lot of people struggle because you're trying to create. And he's always reached back with, if you got any questions, if you need anything, mm-hmm. let me tell you how I did it. You know, let me show you how I did it. And so I really appreciate you for that, man. But this is Brad Bromlow. Hey, Brad. Welcome. Hey, welcome. Yeah, well, I thank have... you for the introduction. <laughs> <laughs> I've, Brad, I didn't, this is my first time seeing you, but uh, Joe had told me about these cookies. Oh, so, yeah. so yeah. finally I was on the um your Instagram page and I was and then I made it to your personal page this morning and I was like, wait, he's fit. He fat and fit too. Because <laughs> that's what I called that's what I call Joe. I'm like, you always I'm like, you the fattest fit person I know. Like you eat junk and then poop it out and you got muscles. Like how, how is this a thing? So to see somebody else doing this and you've made a business of it, can you tell our listeners about all of your businesses? Yeah, I definitely can. And I'll, I'll just tell you this too. Joe is the king of that because I wish I could do it as much as Joe can. Because I mean, when we were, we were together, I remember he'd be polishing off like entire quarts of ice cream. Over here, and I'm like, Boxes of cereal. Okay, bro. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm there, but not nowhere on his level. But um, whenever uh, whenever I got out of the Navy, I had met my now wife um, in when I was in Seattle, stationed up there. Um, and when we got out of the Navy, we moved to Houston, Texas, and I was working for Um, a chemical company and she's a speech language pathologist. So she works in the schools with kids with disabilities. And so we, both of us, she comes from a background of like CrossFit and heavy Olympic lifting. And so when we both were together, we got so many questions about, Oh, what do you eat? What do you, how do you work out? Like all the fitness questions, you know, two fit people together, just like it drives the questions even more, Mm -hmm. I feel like. (laughs) Um, and so we started kind of just sharing that on social media. We started a YouTube channel. We started trying to answer people's questions, just like an, like, I just want to give out free advice. I want to give out, I just want to help you. And that's how it all started. We started writing workout plans for people that reach out to us just free, just writing it, just give it to people. 
but we re- learned really quick one we couldn't keep up with the amount of people that started reaching out to us mm-hmm. and two when you get something for free um you're not really gonna not that you won't stick to it but you're less likely to stick to it because uh it didn't cost you anything all, mm-hmm. all you had to do was ask for it it got given to you and so um we learned that people just weren't sticking to the plans, but if we were like, okay, ten dollars, now they're mm. more likely to stick to it. And and then we're not, you know, we're not trying to get rich off of it. We were helping them out. It wasn't a big deal, but it got to the point where we just couldn't uh, like do it anymore. So we actually launched our online coaching program, um, which now we have, I think, five coaches that work underneath my wife. Two of which are registered dietitians, so they wow. can do like meal plans. They can work with people with eating disorders. They can work with people with like Hashimoto's or different kind of thyroid issues. Um, and then we have uh, three other ones that are um, just like NASM certified personal trainers and have like dietitian um, through or like, uh, I guess, nutrition programs that they've gone through, not like registered dietitians, but they've been through nutrition programs. Uh, and that program is called Memories Over Macros. So we launched that um, program in like 2016. And um, people really are fascinated with macros, which is what we do is a lot of macro coaching, which I'm sure you feel familiar with like if it fits your macros and how food have macros because they would they would see us eat like really healthy and then they'd see us go like eat donuts and cookies and every time we went on a trip like we were going to find the dessert spot like people loved watching us travel because they're like oh where are they going to find the food i mean i think we literally have a youtube video where we went to dallas and we went to like seven different dessert places or cookie places pie places ice cream you know like we go we find the dessert um we did a road trip where we started in Panama City, Florida, went all the way up to Portland, Maine, into Canada, out the other side to Detroit, and then all the way down to Houston. Over ten weeks, pulling a camper, we went to like fifty different donut spots. Oh my like god! We, wow. uh, was was yeah. Krispy Kreme one of them? Krispy Kreme was not on the list, but we've been before. <laughs> been, been before, but uh, but there's there's some amazing donut spots. Yeah, that, you know, we went around and found, um, and it was a lot of fun. We got to connect with the people that follow us. And things like that. And around that time is actually when we launched Fat and Weird Cookie as well, um, which is the cookie company. So, you know, for my birthday in April of 2018, Aubrey asked for everyone that follows us to send cookies to our P.O. box when we lived in Houston as a birthday present to me. And we had like over a thousand packages sent to our house. Mm. And so... I tried all these cookies and I felt like there was like a niche market missing of like gourmet cookies that instead of just having like a ton of candy thrown into them, they had like a cohesive idea. So like we do like a creme brulee cookie, right? So instead of like just being like, oh, let's throw Snickers and M&Ms and stuff in a cookie, like let's make it something that maybe isn't a cookie and like turn that into a cookie. So we've done like a German chocolate cake cookie. You know, we've done oh. turtle cookies like mm. with caramel and pecan and stuff me. like that. Look, look, they like that. Yeah. I'm gonna call yeah, on the Lord. Awesome. Call on the Lord. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Sky Daddy. Yeah. Yes. We've done uh we've done like a maple pancake cookie. Oh. Uh, like oh, did it have bacon in it? Pancake, you know? Did it have bacon? We did in a it? maple we did a maple bacon cookie. Mm. Yeah. So we did like a maple bacon mm. cookie. So that's that's kind of our, our like niche market. You know, we don't like to just throw a bunch of candy in a in a cookie because I mean of course it's gonna be good, right? Like yeah. everyone loves candy, throw it into cookie dough, also really good. But we wanted it to kind of have more of like an idea behind it that was like a cohesive idea. Um and that and that's when we started fat and weird and then um, I see Joe rocking our motive. We launched motive in January of this oh, yeah. year. Shit, Parshall got company. your pants on too, man. Oh, there you go. Look <laughs> at Joe. Oh, Shana, yeah. got, Shana got him on too. Look, they all got him on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so um, we launched that that company in January of this year, and that's been really great as well. Um, definitely 
very difficult, especially with like the logistics and supply chain issues that I'm sure mm -hmm. everyone's familiar with at this point um, makes things difficult. But that's been a very fun and rewarding company. And then in March, we welcomed our daughter, our first kid, um, Scarlett. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. So, thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're busy, to say the least. But, wow. Um, it's fun. Yes. And, all, and all of these businesses are still in motion. Like they're still. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's yeah. running. Awesome. Everything's going. Yeah. Wow. Now, so, I do have a question about fat and weird cookies. Um, I will let our yeah. listeners know that you guys do subscription boxes, too, and you mail cookies out. Yes. And they yeah. look amazing. I'm going to have to order one. How did the pandemic affect your business? Um, it actually affected it in a positive way. I feel like all e-commerce businesses um, were affected positively by COVID. And the reason is because all the money that was normally spent by consumers in going to Target, going to like a lot of these restaurants and stuff they weren't doing. So they were, they were spending it online. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, the amount of views we were getting on our website were astronomical during the pandemic. The real difficulty is, is how do you try to maximize, you know, I guess your business during that time, because mm -hmm. we were in a, at that time we hadn't moved into our new facility. We we're building our new kitchen, but we we're in a 900 square foot kitchen. Mm. Like, and we were pumping out, six seven thousand cookies out of a 900 square foot kitchen a week um we had employees like we had 10 employees in that kitchen the cookie dough cookie and we'd have to move them down the street to my parents warehouse to ship them because we just didn't have any room so really it was it, we learned how to pivot you, you learn how to as an entrepreneur that's one of the most important things mm -hmm. if you to be a successful entrepreneur you have to like challenges and and trying to overcome the challenges because if you don't like that then i'm gonna tell you right now don't be an entrepreneur mm. And um, I think the, the most crucial thing is not everyone should be an entrepreneur. Everyone mm. may want to be an entrepreneur, but not everyone should be an entrepreneur. Speak, mm. speak on it, amen. But, amen. but there, there are really great callings to be a, like a number two for someone. And you will still make like CEO level money. Like mm. Steve Jobs, he didn't start Apple, but he, he was needed for Apple to succeed. And mm. he was a great number two. He made a ton of money. He had a le less pressure on him than the people that you know start Apple or, or mm -hmm. any founder of a company. You have a lot less pressure on you being that number two. Um, I definitely think it's still a lot of work. But at the end of the day, if you don't can't figure something out, you're just like, hey, number one, I can't figure this out, you know. And you always can push it off to them. Um, so I, I think that uh, the world is missing out on a lot of people that probably should uh, should try to be the great number two instead of mm -hmm. being the number one that they weren't called to be. Yeah, so true. So, yeah. We, we, I work yeah. for a corporation and we call it putting people in the right chairs. Yeah. It's, it's all about sure. putting people mm -hmm. in the right chairs and you will watch them, you know, live in their purpose. Um, cause you touched my heart with, <laughs> for some reason we teach our kids. Well, not we, cause I tell mine other things that <laughs> in order to be successful that you have to work for yourself. And that's just not true. You can be successful and mm -hmm. not take the risk of someone who has funded a whole new business. Mm -hmm. um, but when you talk about your team and all those people being in the kitchen, how big is your team for just the cookies alone? Um, the the team size has changed a bit now. Now that we're in this facility that we're in, we, we do have a lot like more equipment. So as people have like, uh, we haven't fired anyone, but if, if someone moved for another job or, or we had a couple people that were working here um, and then they went back to school or things like that, mm -hmm. we haven't necessarily had to replace them because of equipment that we've got. So we have about 12 employees uh, that work full-time and then we have some part-time employees as well. So I think it's, it's around 14 full-time equivalent. 
employees for the cookie company. Do you you define yourself as CEO or do you have someone else in that position? No, I'm the CEO um, for the company. So um, just for our listeners as well, what would you consider? Can you give me an understanding of your number one and number two? Like, what does that look like? What are ones and what are twos? Oh, the duties. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like for, for so I, it's hard for me in my own company because it's easier to spot in other companies yeah. for some reason. Absolutely. I think it's sometimes easier. Yeah. Um, Let's do but that. <laughs> I can bring up a company that you may be familiar with. Um, but Rob and Daniel and Bailey are uh, mm-hmm. fitness people. They own a company called Flagner Fail. They also own a, a supplement company called Runsups. And then um, they actually have like, um, some Airbnbs in Montana and stuff like that. So they have they have a plethora of companies, and their second in command is a guy named Austin Rags, um, and he came on with them in the very beginning. I think he was like their third or fourth employee, but he's like been there from day one, and now he is like the number two guy. And I mean, I I don't know for a fact, but I'm I'm sure he makes somewhere around between four and five hundred thousand dollars a year being this like number two person. I'm sure, I mean, obviously they make a ton of money if their number two is making that much, but it's just a lot of people think, well, I'll never be a millionaire unless I start my own company or I do something. And, and that's not the case. You know, you, there's plenty of, uh, of people that are the number two. Um, but I, I, what I see in a number two is usually they're, they're a lot more organized. They kind of, they, they thrive well in a chaotic environment, but they, they need more guidance. Um, as a number one, you have to, you have to create the entire system and you are the one that's in charge of like sourcing everything. So you may not be the best with the people in the system. You may not be the best um, with organizational stuff because you are kind of like almost like a firefighter once you've created everything. Cause you're like, you're like, okay, the train's moving. Now I need to like clear the tracks. Yeah. So right. you, maybe, maybe the, maybe you're not, maybe the train ain't moving efficient, efficiently. Maybe the train isn't like carrying as much as it needs to be training, like carrying, but your, your, your job is just to keep the tracks clear and keep the, the train moving. And I think a great number two comes along and they go, Hey, we can get this train moving faster if we did this. Hey, we can get, we can get twice as much on our train. Um, if we do this or, you know, whatever it is. And so I think the way I see it is that the number one, you know, creates the train and gets it moving down the track and makes sure that everything stays out of the train's way. And a number two comes on and figures out how to make things maybe more efficient, streamlines processes and things like that, or maybe puts in, in processes, you know, like mm-hmm. maybe there was no HR handbook because number one was just in there, like hiring <laughs> only, people. It's only three of us. Been there, done it. It's three of us. We are HR. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, you know, as, as the company grows, you know, you do need those things. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I have brought in people now that are kind of what I call like my number two. There's two of them. Um, but they came in and they've definitely like helped create, you know, structure and stuff like that. The employees are starting to thrive more. More work is getting done with the same amount of people. Um, and I needed them to do that because I, I'm not good at that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. wow. to recognize that is like, is, is, is big. So did you learn all this through the process? Cause I, I know your dad is, is business minded as well. And when they opened their store in Panama city, I'm telling you, like, I haven't seen so many people like show love. People were flying from man, Canada. People were, and this is a small town in Panama City. I mean, the line was down the block. Remember that? I mean, y'all had the camera was going, and I mean, for cookies, for cookies, for the storefront that they opened when we went down there. And I was like, I had never seen. I knew you guys had a big following, but I had never seen for a storefront place for in a small town where people were like 
they were coming and they were like, y'all had to ask the question. The, the question came, where are you from? Because people really were coming from like, they were driving what, 10 hours to get down to just the storefront to, to get the cookie opening and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And I had never seen like, you know, fan, fan base like that. And mm. so to grow like that, I remember, I remember when you first started your YouTube and you know, you were, we would talk about it all the time and, and just how you grew. But from seeing you then until now, when did you pick up this process of how to organize and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, well, first off, you, I think you met some people that lived near you that came to the Grand yeah. Opening. Yeah. So matter of fact, shows you how far <laughs> people came, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, but um, for I, I feel like I, if I meet someone, I can tell you whether they can be an entrepreneur or not. Mm-hmm. An entrepreneur almost like looks at things and like sees a problem and like wants to fix that problem. Um, whether it's with a product or whether it's like, I don't know. I, I feel like the mindset of an entrepreneur is like this constant, like you can, I probably have, I have a million business ideas. People sometimes are like, Brad, like chill, bro. It's almost <laughs> like uh, an entrepreneur is like a dreamer, right? All mm-hmm. the time. I'm like, people ask me what I do want to do with fat and weird. I'm like, Oh, I want to franchise it. I want to get our cookie dough into like targets and Walmarts. I want to do this. I want to do that. And they're like, they're like, Brad, bring it in, like bring it in, like you know, <laughs> rain it in. You're, you're all over the place, which is fine. Cause I do need sometimes people cause otherwise I am like all over the place. But I feel like that's like that you need that for an mm-hmm. entrepreneur. You need that person that's like a big dreamer and all that stuff. Um, I don't know when. No, go ahead. Go I'm ahead. Sorry, finish it. I was gonna say I did. Would, would Joe asked? I'm, I'm not really sure. Like when it clicked uh, that we could do it. Um, but uh, after the the birthday cookies were sent to me, I was just like, I think we can we can do something. Maybe I always thought it was gonna be a part time <laughs> thing. I never thought it would be as big so, as it is now. Yeah. But um, you know, when it blew up like that, you just run with it, you know? I remember, oh, wow. I remember you saying like how you, to start it, to start it off, how you guys would, you set a plan to like, to save and get out of debt before you, before you launched. Like, what did that oh. look like? And how did that, how did that happen? Like, you kind of get what I'm saying? What was your process on that? that was one of my yeah, I've learned way more about money now than I did back then. The getting out of debt back then was to make me feel comfortable moving into something that could potentially cost a lot of money to do. Mm-hmm. Now I wouldn't tell people that they have to be out of debt. In fact, like most of the rich people I know are carrying a ton of debt. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if you start getting wow. into real estate mm-hmm. and things like that, um, you learn a you learn a lot. I've learned a way more about money over these last, you know, four to five years than I knew before. But the debt thing for me was a safety thing. I mm-hmm. knew if we had money saved up and we had no debt, if we made this leap into a business, mm-hmm. we would have enough money to put into it. And then if we needed to borrow money, we'd be able to because we weren't carrying around debt. And that's yeah. kind of my reason that I did it that way. Um, so I, I that that mentality has changed a lot. But it was wow. that whole mentality of like debt's bad. But now mm-hmm. I'm like, you can have $10 million in debt. <laughs> Who cares? Like, you know, yeah. as long as your money's making money on the other side, then mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. So, Do you feel the need yeah. to have a, a strong social media presence before um, all that had occurred? I did because in my opinion, there's, there's multiple ways to start a business, right? You can market it yourself organically, which is what we were able to do because we had built up that social media following. Mm-hmm. Um, or you're going to have to pay influencers for marketing, you know, or, or Facebook ads or whatever it may be, or you're going to have to give up a portion of your company to people that have a large following in order for them to advertise. Um, and I'm sure there's other ways, but I just break it down into those like main three categories. Mm-hmm. And so 
in my opinion, us spending three years to grow our social media following was, you know, almost like money we put into that pool. You know, when you're growing your following, uh, people all the time are just like, oh, well, you know, you have 100,000 followers. Of course you could launch a company or you have 500,000 followers. It's like, yeah, but like I had to put time and effort Mm -hmm. into growing that. So, you know, when I worked at BASF, I went into work at 5 a.m. every morning because they, they didn't care what time you came to work. You just had to work 40 hours a week. And so I came in at 5 a.m. and I would go down during lunch and and work out. And then I would leave work around 2.30 every day. So I was there from 5 a.m. to 2.30. And um, when I got off work at 2.30, I'd get home around 3 because Houston traffic wasn't terrible. That's why I set my hours that way because Houston traffic is abysmal. Mm -hmm. But um, (laughs) I would, so I'd get home by 3. I would immediately start editing YouTube videos, working on our client check-ins, like doing social media stuff until like 7.30 at night. And then my wife and I would usually make dinner, watch TV and go to bed at nine. And I repeated that cycle for three years Mm. of growing our social media. I mean, our entire first year, our YouTube channel went from zero subscribers to 500. And a lot of people would have quit to only have 500 mm-hmm. subscribers after a whole year. Like some people get a million in a couple of months, right? So some people would have quit. But that next year, we went from 500 to, I want to say it was like close to 10,000 in that next year. And uh, I think that yeah, a lot of people just quit before, like they almost like quit right before the blessing. You know, it's like they're mm-hmm. digging a hole and the treasure's like right there and they're like, I'm tired and they just quit, you know? Um, <laughs> yes. So and then they look at other people and they go, it must be nice that they did this mm-hmm. or they must be nice they did that. And, yeah. um, but when, and, when, uh, you, when you yeah, got to the 500 hard. subscribers, like how, how did you feel and, and process that and not give up um, and not, not say, all right, this isn't, well, this isn't it. I was excited that anyone was watching. To be honest with you. <laughs> I think, okay. uh, no, yes. I mean, it's just like, if you, if you took away every other YouTube channel and you didn't look at anyone else and you say, I have 500 people that are interested in my YouTube channel, like that's a big deal. And I think the only reason you think it's not a big deal is because comparison is the thief of joy. Mm-hmm. Because you compare, okay. you compare your channel, you compare everything else. You compare everything else, right, to to what you're doing, right? So you maybe even like with Joe, he like looks at his Instagram account or he, he looks at another business and he goes, well, they have more clients than me or they have this or that. But if they, he didn't even know about them, he'd be so happy, right? Mm-hmm. So I think right. a lot of problem is social media has just opened it up so that we can compare so quickly and easily now. You scroll through and you see someone on another vacation, another vacation, another vacation, <laughs> right. you know, and like, like oh my, how do they afford, how are they affording this or how are they affording that? Well, you're first off, you're only getting a snapshot. You don't see their bank account. Mm-hmm. You don't see yeah. the sacrifices. Their, mm-hmm. People don't know about the sacrifices yeah. or what you yeah, failed you don't know at. What time, Brent, yeah, exactly. what, what time you're getting up. Yeah. So. Yeah. People only see the business side of things and think how easy it mm-hmm. was for them. So tell us a few things that you failed at. People forget about failure with businesses. Yeah. Um, or that you would well, do over again. Well, I mean, I, I I look back at our cookies when we first launched, like our first initial cookies, and I, I'm like embarrassed by it. And I, I think that the funny thing is a lot of people that I've talked to lately, um, I don't know why people contact me for business mentoring, but I do get contacted a lot and I'll have phone calls with some of these people and they'll tell me like all these ideas they have and all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, so when are you starting? And they're like, well, I need to like get this. And so many people, um, it's almost like motivation um, and 
progress is their drug, but they never execute on any of that stuff. Mm. So they get the high off of like their ideas and like, you know, they're, they're researching and making progress on this idea, but they never actually execute on their idea. Um, and so I tell people all the time, like you, you should continually get better. So when you look back at your day one, I mean, when you look back at the first clients you trained, Joe, you probably are like, man, I did some dumb stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, messed them people up. I don't even see them no more. <laughs> I mean, look like yeah. it happens. Yeah. It yeah. does happen. But no, it's but, a part of growth. But I think. The, yeah. That's yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's what I'm. So that's yeah. what I'm getting at. So, um, I mean, I've I've definitely failed at things. It's hard because I don't really like usually like mull over my failures. I, I learn my lesson and kind of move on. So I don't really. Uh, think about it. I mean, the one thing I think of is not business related. I actually failed my um, engineering duty officer board on the ship, like to be the engineering duty officer. Oh, I failed yeah. that board the first time and had to redo that. Um, and it came from just like me being a little bit cocky and not preparing as much as I should. Um, but I think that failure led me to be like overly prepared to a lot of things in life, mm -hmm. which could also be a negative because sometimes you spend too much time and you Thinking. don't get out there and just do it. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I think that really... Uh, the major failure or mistake I see a lot of people doing is just just not starting. Just start, wow. you know. And and then if you once you start, you're gonna figure out what you need to fix, and you're gonna fix it. But if you just wait for the perfect answer, like you're never gonna start. Mm. You're just never gonna start. I know that's right. Good good answer. Right. Um. I have. Joe told me I can ask anything, so if I can, just say that's none of your business. <laughs> How much money did it um, take to start your cookie business? Yeah, so actually, that's actually the probably the cheapest company to start, other than the online coaching business. Uh -huh. um, it probably costs about like fifteen, eighteen hundred dollars to start the cookie business. Wow! Which is why, which is why there's so many other cookie companies out there now. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people saw the success of Fat and Weird, and so they started an online cookie company. So I think it's made it a little bit harder for us. I know it, people are like, "Well, how is it harder for y'all? Y'all are like one of the big dogs." But if you know, there's a hundred other cookie companies out there now, and now one or two customers um, are ordering from them instead of you, that's 100 to 200 orders you're losing every week, which mm -hmm. is you know a pretty big deal in the grand scheme of uh, everything, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, so if there's a low barrier to entry to a to a starting a company, you're going to have more competition. And, and there is a low barrier entry to the cookie company. Um, the $1,800 would be like renting space in a commercial kitchen, um, I think it's around $500 for our food permit and everything that we had to have. Um, and then the first batch of ingredients uh, was not that expensive uh, just because we started with a like a small number that we launched. Um, but like the clothing company, like for Motive, like Joe's wearing, I, I think our initial investment was like $160,000. Mm, okay. Because the amount that we had to, well, we have a designer, we had to have warehouse space, we um, have minimum quantities you have to order. Like, you know, people say, you know, there's leggings, for example, you know, you order a thousand of them, you know, and so like that adds up really quick, mm -hmm. even yeah. if it, even if it, even if the item is only like $20, like, you know. Did 20. somebody handpick this, like, because the texture <laughs> is just so soft. It, it is. Really it's is. very and buttery. It, it, it's very comfortable. It's butter. It's butter. <laughs> Real nice. I'm just like this is really good quality. Even like to oh, work out in yeah, like, it's so inappropriate. Here I go. Ooh. <laughs> it's soft. Yeah, so it's a process that the material goes through after it's made. So that's another thing with the clothing company that we had to learn is like clothes are required to have what they're made out of on the label. So mm -hmm. any person can grab a label and they could read, oh, it's you know, twenty seven percent 
polyester and 73% cotton. So then you could technically go take that to a manufacturer and be like, I want a t-shirt that's made out of 27% polyester, 73% cotton, and they can recreate that. Mm -hmm. However, they're not required to tell you the process if the clothes goes mm. through like a special process. Uh -huh. So we actually, all of our clothes go through like a special process uh -huh. to make them that soft that we don't have to talk about because it doesn't change the material mm. composition. It just changes how the material feels. Mm. Okay. Wow. So, wow. That's powerful. Right. Yeah. And I'm curious because there's so many different, so we got cookie business, clothing. What is the common thread? And coach. With coaching. coaching. Yes. Right. What, for you, what for you is the common thread as the, as the entrepreneur, as the CEO, as the leader of these, these businesses? Yeah, so they all come from a background of fitness. And I know you're going to be like, how does cookies do that? <laughs> and it, was because, it was because we preach balance in life. I feel like mm. if I told you all right now, you can't eat another slice of pizza mm -mm. ever. Mm -mm. You would all, what's the one thing you want to go eat now? Pizza. Pizza. Extra cheese. Exactly. <laughs> so, so when you tell people they can't eat something, they're more likely to like want it, to crave it, you know? So- when, when you tell people like, hey, you can still have a cookie, you just need to track it, you need to plan for it, you need to budget it, right? Then you're, you're less inclined to like want to go out and eat the entire pizza now. You're like, oh, I can just have a slice whenever I want. So I think I'm going to have a slice of pizza, you know, and you have a slice and you're like, oh, I'm good to go. But whenever you tell people, oh, I can't have pizza, then they're going to not do it, not do it. And finally, mm -hmm. they're just going to go eat that entire XL pizza by themselves <laughs> until they're like sick. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, a lot of the things in life we said are about are about balance. Um, and so the cookie company was just a, a it felt like a, just a logical move for us because we love dessert so much. My wife loves donuts. I love cookies, but donuts don't ship well. So I said we have to make a cookie company. <laughs> <laughs> both so fit. So who who's your consumer? Who do you market to? Um, it was fitness people at first. Um, but now, I mean, it's everyone. I mean, we've had... Um, We've had uh, like football players order like Haloti Nada and Rob Nikovich that have played. Mm -hmm. We've had famous um, uh, like people like celebrities like uh, the actress from Quantico. I forgot her name. Like she ordered uh, cookies, yeah. and then and then we had um, Tommy Lee, like the drummer from uh, Motley Crue. He ordered cookies. So like we've had people from like all over order cookies. At first, it did definitely start out in the fitness because that's what our uh following is so mm -hmm. we first just advertise to like you know our followers and then from there it's just kind of grown now people sometimes will mention fat and weird cookie to me and they'll like talk about it and they don't even realize i own it and that's the cool part <laughs> oh, <laughs> the brand that is. the brand surpassed you yes. at that point you know nice wow. now on um just keep living we talk a lot about mental health can you tell us some of the mental hurdles you had to jump over when starting businesses well, yeah. I mean, I have diagnosed anxiety. I think that's probably what makes me a good and a bad leader. Because <laughs> okay. I, you know, I think that I think that a lot of people look at anxiety and they, and they think mm -hmm. about it as, as a negative thing. But I think that anxiety also can be a positive thing if you you learn how to control control it and manage it and make it work for um, you. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of those things that as long as long as you learn how to make them work for you. I mean, mm -hmm. I definitely. I mean. I have a medical marijuana card, so I like usually smoke weed at night, and that's how I like chill out. Um, Good for but, you. I know that's for you. Amen. Wait, hold on. Weed yeah. is le weed is legal in Florida. It sure is. For medical, for medical, you gotta have it a card. Is, yes. oh, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Um, but um, you know, I think that mental health is probably one of the most overlooked things. Period. I, I mean, maybe even in the fitness industry, um, but. It, 
I think it's just worldwide probably overlooked. And being an entrepreneur, a lot of times you can um, burn the candle at both ends too much and you don't give yourself grace. You don't give yourself rest. You don't give yourself, you know, um, a lot of things that you'd, you'd need to. So um, why we hired on our like number twos, you know, this year for Fat and Weird is because Aubrey and I were like, we need vacation. We need to be able to like step away from the business. Um, we actually haven't taken a vacation since like probably 2016 where we didn't have to work to some extent on that vacation. I mean, we've been on cruises before where from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. We're actually in the room in the mornings doing online check-ins, doing customer service, like running payroll, like whatever it is mm -hmm. on the cruise. Um, because that's what you do whenever you're a small business. Like you don't have anyone to pass those things on to and they have to keep on going. Um, so I would say that the moment you can um, bring on someone that you trust enough that you can give yourself a break because you're you need it. Yeah. You know, after building the building that we're in now, um, which to give you some background, I guess I bought the land uh, kind of when Fat and Weird started to explode. Um, had an architect. We designed this large facility, and so we just moved into this building, which Joe was alluding to that grand opening that we had in May. We moved into this 7,500 square foot building. So we went from a, like a thousand square foot to 7,500 square foot, and it has mm. a storefront, a packing room, a warehouse, the full kitchen, and then we built our home above it. So we actually wow. live above the cookie building. Mm. Um, so awesome. like that, that took a large mental toll on me though, because like I essentially was like running all of our companies and being a project manager for the construction of the business and like having to work with the city on like all the issues, you know, and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, we, uh, we're ready for some vacations. We, we went to Montana for a week, um, and saw my wife's family and got to spend a week up there. And that was probably like the first time that we had kind of had a little chill week. Um, and we're planning some stuff, uh, in the beginning of the year, but we have cookie fest in February, which, I don't know if uh, Joe's told y'all about that, mm -hmm. but that's cookie. Fest. I can't. That sounds like a fat person's whew, buffet. <laughs> I want to go to Cookie Fest. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know what it is. I want to go. <laughs> so we have a bunch of like influencers flying into this, and okay. um, in January, I can tell you something that we're doing at Cookie Fest, but for licensing reasons, I'm not allowed to say it now. Mm -hmm. But it's going to involve everyone there dunking cookies, and we need to. Uh, a lot of people there oh. and I'm just oh. going to allude to that and maybe you can figure it out okay. on your own. But, guess but um, they're not even going to hear this episode until January. January oh, really? Yeah. 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 Sure. So drop it like it's hot okay, bread well, if you want to. Okay. So yeah, if, if they're not going to hear about it until then, um, so Guinness will be there and we're trying to break the Guinness record for the most cookies dunked in milk. Um, wow. And so <laughs> That'll be delicious. We need... We need at least 3,800 people there. And, you know, Joe alluded to our grand opening had about a thousand. So that's why we have, um, we have like Robin Dalen Bailey coming. We have Julian Smith. Um, just a lot of big names in the fitness in industry that have like a million, two million followers. So we're trying to turn this into a really big event. We want to do it annually. It would be a lot of fun to turn mm -hmm. it into like an annual right. event. And then every year, just like break your record you know, <laughs> and make it bigger and bigger. Yeah. Um, but we like rented out um, Aaron Besant Park, which is right near Pier Park in Panama City, which is just this huge outdoor theater area. We're going to have vendors there, um, food trucks, like games, and then cookie fest so hey, it's gonna be a lot of fun the food trucks last time were, were dope whatever we had bring them yeah. again bring them again we have, eight, right. we have eight we have eight food trucks this time oh, damn. Oh, damn. There's oh. Not, yeah there's not like two there's like, we're hoping like i said we're hoping for like six thousand people so we'll see. <laughs> yeah well i i, I know you got to go yeah. um to take your daughter swimming but um 
Oh, I got one what, question yes. before yes. we go. Um, what is your definition of success? Not necessarily oh, yeah. so lo- professional. It could be personal. Whatever you define as success, what does that look like? Yeah, so I love this question um, a lot because it's actually been asked to, uh, quite a few times. Um, so for me, success, with, I will feel like I'm successful when I've bought myself freedom. Freedom <laughs> to do mm-hmm. like what I want to do. Freedom to take on the jobs I want to take on. Um, and that's what I see success as is the freedom to be able to, to literally tell someone no to a $500,000 job just because you don't even need the money mm-hmm. or to tell someone yes to something because you have the time, not because wow. you even want to do it other than just like, Hey, I have so much time. I definitely can do that for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so f- success to me would be the, to just have the freedom so, you know, th- there's a few things that have to line up. One, your businesses have to be running so autonomously that you do have the freedom. And then you also would obviously have to have the financial to be able to do that too. But so that's my definition of success. So yes. I'm aiming for that freedom. Yes. Same. I, yeah. I consider it to be freedom too. Yes. I, when I can get up yeah. and just say, hmm. Mm. I want no. to go back to bed. I want to go back to bed. Mm, no, exactly. the sun's not shining the way I need it to shine. Nope, I'm not leaving. No. Thank yeah. you, Brad. Thank I'm loving the beard. I, I don't oh, yeah, think I saw you either. with the beard. I'm loving it. It's, it's really working yeah. with you. It's giving us Drake I, energy. It's oh. giving us Drake. <laughs> I usually do it. I usually do it at the end of the year, like right around the holidays. I just like stop shaving in November, and so I haven't shaved since like the last week in October. So this is like <laughs> seven seven week beard going on. Okay. Um, it was so, but thank you so much for yes, having me. I really you. appreciate you guys. Um, yes. I'd love to be back on. So if you ever need me back on, I'd love oh, yeah. to chit chat well, some more. De- definitely will. And, and um, hopefully we get out there so we get some of them cookies. Cookie uh, fest. Yes. Yes. We will order some. And um, we'll put all your, your contact information in here. I mean, you have a million you know, sites and stuff that, you know, we Instagram pages. I know, I was Websites. throwing that out and I was like, sorry, there's a lot of <laughs> He's like, he's like seven <laughs> of them. So. Nothing so, to be sorry about, you know, know, pop your collar bread. Your collar. And so <laughs> la- la- last thing before I go, one thing I always like about you is you, you is you've always said and to me, especially figure it out. And it's just like the our, the thing of our podcast, just keep living. Mm-hmm. Because if you keep living, you're yep. going to, and you, and you have some type of motive behind you, you'll figure it out. And so, I appreciate you, man. I love yeah. you. I, I thank you for joining our show again. Um, and definitely, you know, we'll try to be out there. I'm coming back out. So me and Sean will be out oh, there. Oh, for sure. So and I'm coming with Joe, Joe has <laughs> Good. And Joe has my contact information. Yeah. So if any of you ever have any reason that you want to reach out to me, like I, I'll take my time and answer any questions that you guys have um, about anything because you guys are killing it too. I'm so proud of you, Joe. Everything thank you're you, doing. Uh, it's pretty amazing to see. You know, started out as the enlisted guy on the submarine, and now you've made an officer, and then all your companies that you're doing, the podcast. So I'm really proud of you, too. Thank Aww. you, man. We appreciate you. So, Thank you. All right. Thank you, Brad. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Y'all right. have a wonderful day. You, too. You, Bye. too. Bye. I don't, um, as Brad wraps it up, he's leaving us. He got to go take his baby <clears> to swimming. We, I don't I don't think I have a good people to people to follow that up because it was so positive. Oh. If they were talking about cookies, <laughs> then people be people about cookies. Right. I mean, we can't end it with like, what was the animal, animal freedom or animal park? Animal. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, but man. Funny, funny story. My friend actually, uh, she hit me up this week and she was like, she listened to our, our episode and she's like, I know, I know Shay and Rock. <laughs> she not the only one. They be in my people be in my DM like, yeah, I know who Shay and Rock is. Like, they be like, how you know? But her friend listened to this response and she was so funny. <laughs>
what did she say? Oh, she said we should have. Um, I think I got it on my phone. Can yeah, I play it? Yeah, we can try to play it. Yeah. She is hilarious. We have to have her on. She needs to come visit us. Yes. I like funny people. <laughs> it was so Because sis is hilarious. It was, the bag of, it was the bag of Doritos that sent me. <laughs> Remember I was telling y'all the type of porn I like? Yes. <laughs> you know. <Don't> they, <laughs> wait. <laughs> Let me see. Is Here it Shay is. and Rock or Rock and Shay? Either way. I oh, either way. Yes, can you hear it? Put up to the two. I was like, damn, I knew exactly who she was talking about as soon as she said Shay and Rock. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess I'm not a, I'm, I'm still not a homegrown porn girl because that shit in the background distracted me. I was like, shit, you knew you was taping this. Fix this fucking place up. It's so bad. <laughs> shit. <laughs> shit, you got bad lighting. What the fuck is going on with this? <laughs> nah, she can keep that homegrown shit. <laughs> I don't want no storyline. Man, I don't want no fucking Dorito bags. <laughs> Baby's crying in the background. That is too much. <laughs> that Dorito bag sent me. Because if you ever look at it, Rock and Shay, it'd be random shit in the background. <laughs> just got, they went, got, probably got high and something like, what's good? But. She not even lying about that bad lighting because, baby, they just be opening up the blinds. They don't. Like, don't oh, care about no light. Right. Be like, like, lots of light in the background. Be like, <laughs> they like let's go. Yeah, he like, what you doing? She I like, what you doing? <laughs> like it was like, all right, let's roll. Let's go. <laughs> like you're not gonna do them dishes real quick. Generation now, y'all know about this lighting. Like, ain't we pick nobody know about the lighting back then? You know, we just that's why all our pictures look fuzzy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we look cloudy. We look yeah. dark as hell in pictures. Be like, yeah, Polaroid. I know, right? Look. Shake it out, shake it out. Kids, kids don't know nothing about that. No, you had to wait for your yeah. picture to come out. Hey. Where was uh, was it's, that here? But it was automatic. Who was looking at that camera? It was right here. I got in the we back. Have one. Remember right uh, who took a, that picture? Uh, yeah, the small one. Uh, it was Matthias. It was no. It was no, Matthias it was who took it, but it was on um, what's her face camera for my birthday. Uh, what's her name? She's pregnant. I can't think of her name. Oh, uh, Annalise. Yeah, Annalise. Yep. No, when he took the picture, how he was stunned. He oh, was yeah, like, it, it uh, you can like, see the picture through here? I was like, yeah. Uh, you don't know, uh, know nothing about that. You don't know nothing about he when was, you had to take the pictures on that, uh, the one, the oh, disposable. Yeah, down, yes. yeah. Okay. And be a wish to, and a prayer. You ain't even know if the picture he came out. Yeah, you was hoping. Yes. So you went to the right end. <laughs> okay. So Man, a wish like, and a prayer. Your whole like, roll be bad. Your oh. whole roll cost you $6. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, these kids. Y'all know about that. No, they don't know. They don't know. I remember that, man. Oh, boy. That those were the days. Huh. I know, right? Shout, Shout out to Brad, though. I know. Yes, I have I more know. questions for Brad. Yeah. We know. Can get him back. He, he can get him back on. He'll, 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 he'll sit down and he I likes to tell. talk. Yeah. <laughs> he likes um, to talk. Because I was just kind of curious, like, the cost of the cookie. What he's selling the cookie at, and then mm-hmm. how much does it cost to them? Oh. So for him to be able to invest in a, over $100,000 into his new brand, Motus. Oh, How with many they, cookies you selling? Oh, when I say they sold, they were selling. See. They were selling out on Sunday. They would put the put the put it out on Sunday, and they mm-hmm. sold out before Sunday oh, it was closed. Selling out. But, so, I think the, but it was also the cookie butter. I meant to talk oh, about. Oh yeah, they got that. cookie butter. Was, cookie butter, oh, man. So Look, Shauna, we fight over that. <laughs> oh my we fight, God, we that's the start of the start. No more. It's no more. Don't last that long. When we order, it don't last that long. So they got they got cookie butter. There's there's a bunch of other stuff on there. I thought it but was to start with the cookie butter. That's why I meant the No, it didn't start I with the cookie butter. It oh. started with the cookies. Because the cookie butter tastes just like the cookies. 
that junk is like you know he talked about a, a niche you Ooh. know people send him cookies but when i look at their cookies i don't see any cookies like that they're mm. very different mm. they're very mm. different yeah. mm. they and are and, and i feel like i just want to eat one with milk <laughs> it's it inside of it is huge yeah joe will you pull pound. up his connects because he i know oh, yeah. you got he got five let our people know where he to got find a lot him. so yes, and his yes. clothing brand is i can't even tell you guys the material like it's how it bomb feels. it's very yeah and, and what it is i have worn these pants three times this week Please, please wash, wash the crotch. Especially had to sweat and it, you can't get out. that smell out. No. I can wash the same hat mm-hmm. over and but over. These ones, and this is what I like about them. They they don't like the shirts. All of them feel like stretchy, but and so soft. Yes, and they're light, but they don't like when I was I sweated mine, and then I mean, yeah, you had your bras. No, about to show. Go ahead, Shay. Go ahead, Shay. They got bras too. They do have they got bras. bras. Uh huh. It's like the not yeah. So it don't like as soon as it's you sweat, so pretty. Yes. I don't so, know if mm-hmm. I should on the camera, but but I, you know, I think what was interesting with his business too is like it yeah. started with an audience, a very clear audience of fitness people, mm-hmm. and then that's why I asked that question, like, well, what's the common theme here? Because right. you just can't people. just start up new markets; mm-hmm. like, it has to all be like connected. he said, everybody got cookies, mm-hmm. so he had people that right. believed in him. Yeah, that's, I had more people. questions about family and friends yes. because that's one thing I hear a lot with black um, entrepreneurs is that. My own family and friends don't support me, and I'm no, like, no. His mom, his mom and dad, like his dad. Everybody is so, eat cookies. His dad, not so everybody. But it, it was tracks. his wife that that had brought it for his birthday yeah. and had him start like just eating. But if you, all if you watch the yeah, if you watch the old two, old YouTube um videos, they got pint. They taste all oh, yeah, type of ice, ice cream. Creams. They doing like all type of like judging judging on a bunch of stuff. It's and creative. That, it's fun. So yes. yeah, this we, is back to Joe and this cereal. Oh, you go ahead and do your cereal thing. I know, right? I need to. I told him his TikTok. He should do. TikTok cereal. cereal. There you we go. Killing it. You're going to have all the fitness people that will watch you just because yeah. you buff. You're uh-huh. all, up no chest, all up his chest. All up his chest, Get your big bowl. <laughs> Give me rock and shade lighting. <laughs> Come through like. Open a blind look. Just over. <laughs> big ass wooden spoon. His shot on the ass with the wooden spoon. you <laughs> be like, yo. <laughs> I think you own to something and though. Feed, I know. Eat all that cereal. I eat all cereal. I'm and a cereal you buff fanatic. as fuck. People gonna watch because you buff as fuck. And, and then we gonna talk about wellness. <laughs> <laughs> right. Where the balance? Balance. Where the balance. It is balance. Where the balance. It, 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 it does have to be balanced. But that's how. Yeah, that's, that's crazy how, oh, wow. how it started. I remember they had no following. Mm-hmm. They just had a a, a belief in themselves. They yeah. just, he just wanted to help. Yeah, they believed. He just want to help people out. Remember mm-hmm. I tell you, like he's a giver, yeah. so like that's it was crazy. She, that's what he said too, and I love what he said. I mean, you start with where you at, and you appreciate those numbers without the comparison thing, right? Okay, you go. Oh, you gotta go. So yep. oh, yeah, so let's wrap this up. So okay. I'm gonna let you know his his uh social media sites and links. So his Instagram is b bromlow, so it's b b r o m l o w. He has a YouTube called Bradley Bromlow. Then he has his website is www.fat and weirdcookie.com not cookies but cookie.com um and then also it's the same as fat and weird cookie on instagram then he has memories over macros where you get uh, personalized coaching and they uh they have a bunch of stuff on there um on the instagram it's memories.over.macros and then they have 
uh, their Motive brand um, is www.modivbrandbrand.com. And then the Instagram is Motive Brand. M-O-D-I-V slash brand. Right. And so they also have an app, a fat and weird cookie app where you can go in you can Official. do what you want. And they also have the clothing uh clothing app that you get as well so and we're gonna share that on our um, facebook and our instagram Mm -hmm. and y'all gonna get to see this video so this next season that y'all getting to see we y'all see this we coming look at that 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 we're gonna we're gonna be like brad go look at our old youtube YouTube. when we on a big stage go look at our old youtube and see where we started (laughs) (laughs) so we can all be living in what we call success which is freedom to me all day i can't wait to cuss folks out and say i ain't doing it y'all just keep living (laughs) all right we'll catch y'all next week on just Keep living. Peace.